Hello and welcome to episode 17 of The Brand Lounge, a place for unfiltered conversations on big topics for small businesses. I'm Tammy Heels, founder of Shadowcat Creative, where I'm a personal brand and marketing consultant, and I help service-based businesses to define their brand and achieve their version of success. Today, I am joined by the wonderful Sapphire Bates, founder of the global platform The Coven, an online community for self-identifying female founders and freelancers. Thank you so much for joining me today, Sapphire. No worries at all. Sorry it took us so long to uh, actually get to sit down and record. It's totally fine. These things happen. And I think like if this is the worst delay that we have in 2020, I'm good with that. (laughs) Good. And I want to say like right at the beginning to anyone that listens, I'm very, very sorry for the slight background noise. Um, that is my dog. That is the noise that she makes all of the time that she breathes. <laughs> you can see more of uh, Misty on the stories, on Sapphire's story. So I'll leave the links in the show notes and you can go and see what's making the noise. <laughs> um, awesome. So today we're going to be talking about combating loneliness as an entrepreneur, which is something that I know you're super passionate about. It's something that was a very unexpected part of my business journey as well. So I'm really, really excited for this conversation. So I guess kicking it off, the place to start would be like how loneliness can can manifest within the business and recognizing those signs. So have you, I know that it's something that you've spoken about before, but how did you kind of recognize the signs within yourself when that loneliness started to kick in as a self like as a business owner do you know what I think it's something that I think when you feel lonely you know and I don't think the personally don't think that the issue is people being aware of if they feel lonely I think it's people being feeling brave enough and feeling that loneliness is socially accepted enough that they can be honest about accepting those feelings in themselves and in other people um I think there's quite a lot of stigma around feeling lonely, you know? And I think it takes a lot of people back. I know it took me back to kind of that kind of school playground feel, maybe if you didn't have very many friends and those times where you, you know, or you you had friends and you fell out with them and you just felt really lonely and you were just like, you know, I just really want some friends to play with. I think that childhood feeling and that, that situation grows with us as adults and kind of comes along with us and you still feel a bit like that kid in the playground um, who's just really craving some human interaction. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I agree. I think the only slight thing that I would say is for me, I found that like the loneliness for me kind of crept up on me because I'm quite comfortable in like my own company. It was never something that I worried about. It was never something that I'd sit there and actively not actively feel lonely because that's just ridiculous but I wouldn't actually sit there and think oh I feel quite lonely at the moment until I realized that things that I was perceiving as other issues so feeling mildly overwhelmed like missing company but I never connected it necessarily with that that feeling of loneliness it was a really it was a strange revelation for me when I don't consider myself as someone who feels almost susceptible Mm -hmm. to being lonely I think that's really interesting. I do, perhaps I, I mean, I've had years of therapy. I still go to therapy. So I think my kind of self-awareness levels are quite high and my ability to kind of drill into what I'm actually feeling Mm. 
is quite fine-tuned because I've spent a long time having weekly meetings with therapists where they ask me exactly how I'm feeling and we analyse everything that's going on. Um, so, I mean, yeah, that would potentially explain why for some people that's not like for yourself, Tammy, that's why like the connection isn't there. Um, whereas my mind would be like, oh yeah, I feel lonely. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, and, and it's interesting you say that because I'm also like, I'm highly introverted. I don't, um, I still don't spend that much time um, with a lot of people. Um, I get my energy from myself. I can happily, you know, I can happily spend weeks by myself. Um and feel totally okay. Um, I'm more than happy sort of in my company. I, I, you know, there are often times I have the choice to go and see humans or I can sit by myself and read a book or watch Netflix. And I'm like, yeah, I'm just going to hang out with myself. <laughs> um, and I'm totally fine with that. But I think what I found when I was running my florist was that it was quite an extreme level of isolation. It was, you know, not seeing a single person um, apart from seeing my parents when I had time to go and see them. But, you know, when you're in the thick of it with a business and like my flower business is service-based, it's, um, and it's physical work. You can be in the studio, I can be in the studio for 16, 17 hours every day. If we've got a busy week on, um, then just grab a few hours sleep and then go back and do it again. So I think it was, you know, I think anybody's susceptible to it. I would have always thought, had you asked me beforehand, I probably wouldn't get lonely. I would have kind of scoffed at that and thought that I wasn't someone who who would feel lonely because I love my spending time by myself. But yeah. I think, you know, as humans, we're uh, hardwired to need human connection. Yeah, absolutely. I think that it's it's really interesting. There are two things there that I really want to pick up on. The first one is that level of self-awareness because I fully admit that through my business, I've been I've become a lot more self-aware around the actual feelings that I'm experiencing. Whereas when I was in the corporate world, it was just put down to whatever it was at the time. Usually stress. I think that our go-to is often, oh, I'm just stressed. I'm not lonely. I'm stressed. I'm not sad. I'm stressed. Whatever it is, it gets kind of bolted into this sweeping rug that you can just kind of hide under. Um, And I definitely feel that through running a business and through interacting with other entrepreneurs, it does encourage you to really, um, you need to work out what it is that you're feeling and what you're experiencing, because then you actually have to address it far more than I think you need to when you're in a corporate job where you could just keep on, keep on churning. I think so. Yeah. Although I guess you could argue that I think you're definitely right that that's the case in a corporate world, but I don't know that it should be like that. Oh, no, I it think shouldn't be. <laughs> it doesn't have the ability to keep going like that. Um, but I kind of think, I think we should all strive for self-awareness and the ability to understand what we're feeling and why. Um, but I think, yeah, you do definitely, self-awareness grows with being an entrepreneur because you have to, it's not just about, Uh, like acknowledging and understanding how you feel but it's about the things that you do so when you're the only person that makes your business go and you are the reason your business kind of performs or doesn't perform you've really got to be able to say okay do you know what I'm really screwing us up on the numbers here like I can't do it I need to speak to somebody else I need to take a course and I've got to do something or you know okay I think I've made a mistake like you have to be pretty self-aware and um honest I think and analytical to be able to really just say to yourself without all the emotion that comes with it of like all the upset to be able to say do you know what I think I think I fucked up a bit here um it's fine because I'm gonna learn from it 
but I've definitely made a mistake and I need to fix it and figure out how I move forward. So I definitely think you get like a level of like self-awareness anyway. Yeah. Or you should do. <laughs> so absolutely. And I think some of that self-awareness for me manifested in where I feel lonely. So I'm quite happy with my own company. Exactly. Like you said, I would often choose my own company over kind of hanging out with others because I need that energy from myself. But I found that my, um, my creativity and my inspiration began to suffer a little bit and I didn't realize or value quite how much I got that creativity and that bounce back from other people. So for me, loneliness doesn't really feel like a social need. It felt more like an actual creative craving almost that I needed to get that, that bounce back from that reflection from other people within my creativity. Yeah, that's really interesting. Yeah, it's it's weird how when you actually sit there and spend some time thinking about it, you can kind of identify where you need what. <laughs> so yeah, when definitely. it comes to um, when you have that realization and you find that you are experiencing loneliness, do you have any stories or anything that you're willing to share around how you deal with loneliness and how you kind of look after that within your own world? Well, I mean, I literally, <laughs> I use the coven in the same way that our members who pay for it use it um I you know I do that and I spend a lot of time with my family um when I can obviously lockdown right now I can't so much but um I mean I speak to my mum two or three times a day mm-hmm. um on FaceTime so I do have quite a lot of I guess interaction in that way like that my family is where I get that like human kind of interaction that I think we all need and then for work and things like that I go to the coven and I go um and I ask questions and I you know will bounce ideas off people I've got um various different kind of like friends that I know through work like kind of work friends who are the kind of people that I would bounce an idea off and say what do you think about this or um that kind of thing but yeah, really, it's about just going out and trying to grab that human interaction in whatever way you need it. So if you're, you know, you can be a freelancer and you still might not fancy, you know, the coven might not be the kind of thing you want. Um, I think the coven is really great if you are, for example, like if you've left an office job and you're used to working around other people and you miss that, you know, you never thought that you would miss the crappy office jokes or, you know, the really annoying bosses, but actually you do a bit because it's really quiet without them. Um, and without, sometimes it's like accountability without that sense of being a team and things happening because you're all doing it. Um, so that's like, it's really good for people that want community within the work like work kind of sector I guess um you know there are going to be other people that actually are much more social butterflies and they get you know extroverted they get their energy from other people and so they might want you know like a community that's far more social that's more about going out in the evening or um I don't know talking what else do people do when they go out and socialize talking about drinking I don't know I don't drink um uh, yeah like different um different things for different people basically but yeah I use the coven and I I talk to my family I love that and from a this is a bit of a I'm framing this question and thinking it through whilst I'm speaking so we're going to see how these words come out um 
in the world that we're living in, particularly in 2020, where it's a digital world, do you find that having that digital virtual interaction with your family through FaceTime and stuff, is that enough to help combat your loneliness? Or do you find that you're craving that in-person kind of? Um, for me, in any aspect, virtual has always been enough. Like, I'm, And I think part of it is, is probably I'm not a very touchy-feely person. I don't like to be hugged. I don't, like, I wouldn't touch someone's hand or rub their arm or be, I really like my personal space. Mm -hmm. um, and there are very few people that I want to encroach on that. Um, so I, I, I don't know if that sets me up better for enjoying, like, community virtually and um, human interaction virtually because I wouldn't, for me, having the screen there doesn't really make that much difference I don't know if you're quite touchy-feely and you're very you know if you saw your your kind of I don't know a best friend and you'd run up and you'd hug them and you'd kind of hold your hand their hand while you like find out what they've been up to and and you know you sit very close together and you really like catch up like that whereas I'm not like that I'll be back here like okay great like and so for me it, it hasn't really felt that different but I also like as a caveat like I spend I don't very rarely leave my house anyway so for me, 2020 has been weird in the sense that it's affected work and um, holidays been cancelled and um, kind of a lot of uh, kind of worries around that, mainly around like work and finances and stuff like that. But in terms of like socially um, and the fact that we're locked down, that to me really doesn't, this looks a lot like what my life has been like for the past however many years anyway um you know I leave the house to go on a food shop or go for a walk like that's my usual routine anyway yeah I find it really interesting because I'm I think I'm very similar to you in the fact that I find that virtually I'm getting enough interaction like I use WhatsApp voice notes. I've got a couple of friends that we exchange conversations every day. We still manage to inter interrupt each other through our voice note app so it's kind of for me it's almost felt ideal um, in a lot of the respects and that I can get the social interaction that I need without having that, mm -hmm. I don't want to say inconvenience, but without everything else that goes into actually going mm -hmm. out and meeting people in, per in person. The only caveat I have personally is that I have missed the physical contact with my family. So like my sister had a little baby boy in January and then my mum's just got a new puppy and, you know, I miss them too, I guess, but puppy and baby and all of this kind of new life that's being happening and they live so far away that it, I just can't get there. Um, but I know that it has been hard for people, people like my business coach who is a projector and she gets her energy from being around people physically. I know it has been tough. But I think that that's quite a nice segue through to finding the right community for you. So for the coven, I joined that because I loved the fact that it was a global community. I love the fact that I could interact with people online kind of whenever, if my sleep schedule was playing up, there was still someone there that I could have a conversation with. And I know that there are in-person events that kind of are set up by members and things as well when 2020 isn't being 2020 so when it came to setting up the community did you just build the community that you felt that you were craving or did you have kind of intentions of how you wanted it to look that would be slightly different when you created it um I the initial idea was built off the back of what I had kind of craved anyway but as soon as I decided that I was going to try and make that a business um 
and that's kind of like a side story in the sense that I I had I was definitely feeling lonely and I was kind of toying with this just thinking through in your head like if only you know events and things were online mm. and people did things that way but I hadn't really decided to make it a business and at the time my ex uh boyfriend was working and living in Australia and <laughs> dog, sorry. um and he had we had discussed that he didn't particularly want to live in England. That was his first time like living elsewhere in the world. I'd already been to Thailand. I'd already done various things um, and kind of knew that sensation of when you've been away, not really wanting to come back. Mm -hmm. And I was, you know, I had a flower studio and I was like, well, my life is very much set up around a specific location. Um, I can't just up and leave. Like if we want to do that, I will need to think of like an alternative career or what the next stage is going to be in my business um and it was just basically thinking things through um we yeah so it was basically built around that we were talking about like Amsterdam um I speak very little Dutch he speaks spoke none um he he would take him a while to get work so I was like okay well I'd need to be able to make enough money to pay rent um basically there was this like whole side thing going on with that and it was only when those two kind of collided when I was really thinking okay my florist actually like I can't move it like I wouldn't until I was like fluent in Dutch I don't think I could open a florist there fair so it was like that and then that um that feeling of then all of that loneliness so he was away so I didn't see him and it was like time of year where it was like um 12 hours difference so basically my night time his daytime his daytime my night time so we we didn't actually speak very much um and I didn't see anybody I didn't have time to go and see friends I didn't work with anyone so that's where that kind of loneliness was and that pure isolation and then those two worlds kind of collided and I was like okay well maybe I could take what I've been thinking about and hoping for and kind of thinking I wish this existed maybe I could actually sit on this some more and and turn it into an actual profitable viable business mm-hmm. but as soon as I made that decision to turn it into something that was profitable and 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 viable to live off of it stopped becoming just the the thing that I was craving and I started looking at it as a business so a business plan doing my market research and really leaning into what everybody else wanted as opposed to what I wanted um and a lot of those things lined up but there was no way I was going to just trust that the thing that I felt I needed was something that other people felt they needed to and then would pay for yeah if that makes sense no that does absolutely make sense and I'm really curious to know because I know that loneliness does manifest differently in different people so when you were doing your market research did you find that there was general trends when it came to how they wanted to fulfill kind of that gap or did you find that it was quite broad needs for different people and different types there was definitely different needs for different people but I was really drilling down into um micro to small businesses people with um no staff potentially some freelancers um but usually not in-house um Mm. so working essentially completely alone um and I think I think what I kind of was finding was that uh, there were there were different aspects to their loneliness. So yes, people could have wanted more social stuff. Yes, people might have wanted more physical stuff. But 
the, that key section that I was really trying to get into was this, the idea of work. So the idea of if you work alone and because of that, you feel quite isolated and you feel at times lonely, would you like this thing um, that you could access at any time from your phone or your laptop where you could talk to loads of other people? Mm-hmm. And that was the bit I was really focused on. So there definitely were kind of um, people had other needs and other ways that they wanted their loneliness to be met or resolved. But I wasn't as focused on that. That wasn't really the kind of questions I was asking. You'd see it come up when people gave quite long answers on things. But I was very much kind of focused on seeing if they wanted the thing that I wanted to create in the way, well, not in the way that I wanted to create it, but in the fact that it was online. Yeah, just no, people yeah. wanted them person and things like that. That wasn't that wasn't the business I was trying to create. I was trying to create an online business. That's really interesting. So when it comes to market research, so I've joined lots of different communities over the time, whether it's been paid or whether it's been free. Just while I've been trying to find my feet and find kind of my people, almost. Mm-hmm. Um, and it can be really, really difficult as someone who is fresh into that world where you're like, your emotions are all over the place. You're finding that balance for your work, or you find that you are working all the time and not having the time to try and find a community. So when it comes to doing market research, I did market research as a consumer to find the community that worked for me. Would you have any advice on, um, how someone looking for a community what kind of questions they should be asking themselves to help them find the right one um I think it's about understanding what what you want I think there there are so many and one thing to really be aware of is that the likelihood is you would fit right into many communities Mm -hmm. you know there's a lot of cover members who are part part of more than one community or um kind of flip between more than one or you know I don't think it's like, you know, it's a bit like how people think we've got soulmates and you think you've got just one person in life who's the exact right person for you. You can't really take that view with communities as well. You need to go into it aware that actually um, you might well fit into lots of these communities, but it's about what you want from it. A lot of them have different, you know, we all have different offerings, I would hope. We all have different offerings and different things happening. Um, So it's about just finding one that works for you. One that you you know, like the look of, you feel, um, you feel as though you would be comfortable in, but then it also depends because some people are going to go into a community, um, with their business eyes on looking to make connections for work, um, looking to make money, um, and things like that. And then in that sense, you might not want the one that feels the friendliest and the most comfortable because you might not actually be in there for support. You might be in there just to get those things done. And in that case, you're looking for a certain type of customer um, Mm. to be hanging out there. But if you are just generally looking for community because you want to be surrounded by people and you just want a support network, then yeah, I think it's really choosing the things that that stand out to you. Um, So for us, our, our focus really is for people that do feel isolated. It really is about people who value community. We do do other things. We have workbooks, we have a library of workshops, but that isn't our focus. So when people come to me and say, you know, is this right for me? Um, you know, what am I going to get out for this? One, one of the first things that I always say to them is like, look, we're at heart a community. That is the main thing we do. Yes, we support you with your business, but we support, it's a give and take. Members will support you and, and you will support them. 
Um, we're not there to coach you. We're not there to teach you how to up and run your business. We give you these fun workshops because again, it aids community. Everybody has to chat in the comments. You're learning at the same time. It's kind of like a double bubble. It's, it's win-win. Um, and for us, we don't, another thing to note is like, we are, we don't have like any requirements. We are open to any industry, any type of business at any stage of business. So what we do um, is very broad or our member base, I should say, is very broad. Um, you, one of the things you might want to consider is whether you want something super niche um, and say you're a hairdresser, you actually want a community and you just want to be around the other hairdressers because you're, you're trying to find out, um, you're to, you've got lots of questions specifically for other hairdressers and that's all you really want out of it. You only want to connect with those people. Um, and that works if you change hairdresser to any kind of industry or job um, role. Whereas we are much more broad. So we're about, if you want to meet, you know, you want to support a network of all different people. So um, often, you know, I have been asked, you know, why did you make it so broad? Why, you know, is that not, I think some people think that that would be um, less useful to people because not everybody that they need is there. But I've actually found the opposite because when you've got a really broad mix of people in a community and, and around you, You've always got people who know the answer to your questions. Yeah. You know, if you're only in a in a group of hairdressers and you you're trying to fix your website, the likelihood of someone that can code your website for you is slim. Whereas the whole thing with the coven is that there's going to be someone in there who either can do that for you or knows someone who could do that for you. Um, and that's what I like about it. And that's the same whether you're saying, you know, how do I code my website or has anybody, um, you know, updated their privacy policy what did you put like there's all different kinds of things that could come up and the likelihood is someone will know but really it's like what you feel drawn to and and comfortable with yeah I think that that's a really great point and I think that there there is so much there is an abundance of communities out there and I feel like the word community gets kind of thrown around in a lot of different groups I think the community is also used for selling groups it's used for kind of um networking groups it's used for general communities and everything and I think that the really the heart of it is understanding like you said what it is that you want to get out of it because the coven is wonderful because it has that broad covering of all the different types of businesses and all the the type of people who go in there and the reasons that they're in there but I have been a part of a community that I was like oh I want to be a part of a community you join it and then it's just literally people spamming and selling and you're just this is a community is give and take and or at least for me a community and a effective community is give and take and if you're looking for something because you're craving like filling that gap of loneliness within your business or within your personal social life whilst you're being a business owner going into a community in air quotes that is just spamming and selling is never going to fulfill that so yeah finding that intention behind it is really key So when it comes to building kind of a support structure for your loneliness, do you have set things that you do depending on kind of, I don't know, the level of how lonely you're feeling or what it is that you need at that time? Um, No, I'm not that organized, to be honest, Tammy. I just, you know, the way that I view it is I just have access to this support network, which is obviously the one that I've built. Mm -hmm. But, you know, for me, it's just about, regularly engaging with that so and even if you're not in a community even if you've just got a support network of your own built up of people that you've met through work or um met through what you do or been introduced to or follow on instagram i think it's about 
Um, not just trying to lean on that support network when you need them, when you're feeling really isolated and you're feeling really down. For your support network to really work and to be a strong support network, you've kind of got to be a part of that and make an effort with that all of the time. Um, And it's funny, actually, because you see, we sometimes occasionally see somebody leave and they will say, you know, I just just didn't feel a part of the community and I, I didn't feel like I was supported. And quite often those people, when we have a look on our like kind of backend software at what they've posted, what they've said, what they've commented on, what bits that they've looked at, what workshops they've attended, they haven't, they might have been in say like the forum area, but they haven't actually said anything. They haven't commented on anything. And it really is, like you said earlier, give and take. Like if you don't show up and show people who you are, and obviously that it can be a bit scary, but if you don't take that leap and be a bit brave to say, you know, this is me, this is what I do, or just commenting on people's stuff. And often that's like not even, you don't have to know the answer. I think often people feel that when it's a group of people um, and you're kind of commenting uh, almost publicly in this group, people feel as though, they, they can't comment unless they have something really valuable to say and that they doubt that what they have to say is of value. Um, and I, I don't think that's, you know, when, when you're in somewhere because you feel isolated and you want to feel supported, it's not about always being given this 100% spot on, really knowledgeable answer. It's about ha- feeling as though people have your back. And that can be as simple as saying, this sounds really stressful. I hope you get it sorted. And you haven't solved the problem at all. You know, you've done absolutely nothing to solve their problem, but you've shown compassion and you've shown support by saying something and you've, you know, that person that has posted that feels seen and they feel heard and they feel as though there's other people that kind of understand and are there to listen. Um, yeah. Sorry, I've gone on quite a little tangent no, there. No, it's um, but yeah, that's what I think. I think that's like really important to remember and that that's why it's so important to use you know use your sort of lean on your support network but also be there for them and be a part of that the rest of the time too and you don't, <laughs> you don't have to do that 24 7 but you know just ca- catching up with people just listening to what they have to say as well and, and having a kind of two-way street um is really important I think if you only start to think about what you need to do when you're feeling isolated and you feel like you want to lean on somebody for support or help or a laugh a chat then you're not going to have a very strong support network because the likelihood is people know that and they're like okay you only actually come to me when you feel really crap and you're never there when I feel crap so I'm not going to be around when you feel crap anymore um so yeah it's something I think you use all the time and utilize and there are people that I chat to kind of regularly semi-regularly anyway um and I know that they know that I am there for them and and equally I would hope that they would be there for me if I need them so I don't really have like set steps but I just try and keep that in mind and keep um all the people that are in my support network kind of at the forefront of my mind so that they're you know they're there and I'm a part of that and it's not just something I need to scramble to be a part of once I need it yeah, no, I think that, that that really is key. And for me, I think that when I was when I was starting out my business, I had I suffered with a lot of social anxiety. I didn't like interacting with other people. I found that it was terrifying to think of the prospect of building a new community, even though I was like super confident in my day job. It was like by day I had all of the confidence in the world because I knew what I was doing and I knew my role. 
and my place within that. And when I went into my my business on my own, I suddenly found that I didn't have people around me who understood. So I did feel that kind of loss of um, support. And this is something that I want to talk about again in a minute, but it was realizing that I need to use my voice to support others in order to get that support back. And it really is key that it is a give and take relationship. Cause exactly like you said, it's like having a, a friend who only rocks up when they want something like yeah. you're not invested in that relationship. It's probably one that you'd be quite happy to get rid of if you needed to. <laughs> yeah, definitely. No, so, totally. yeah, having that, having that give and take and exactly like you said, whatever you contribute is offering support. If you were the one that was asking that question, and even if someone came back and said, I can't help you, but, you know, I'm here, I have space for you, or, you know, I've experienced something similar, I've got nothing to add, but just know that you're not alone. Like, that can be the support that you need to hear when you're feeling lonely. Definitely. Um, and I, I, yeah, it's about being brave and saying that, like, because there's nothing worse than being a part of something and, and asking a question or saying something and nobody says anything. Yeah. Um, and you, so you've got to push past that fear. And that's what I'm often encouraging people to do in the coven is to say, don't forget, if you see a post and it hasn't had much engagement and, and you're scrolling past it, it takes two seconds to stop and say something. It doesn't really matter what you say. Um, just say something nice, something kind or thoughtful. Yeah. Make you less than two seconds and carry on scrolling. But it means that that person you know, has been seen and, and, and heard and doesn't feel and feels a part of that, that like our community. Um, yeah. and, but you gotta, yeah, you have to, like, it's, it's reminding people to remember that even though it feels scary to say something, and even though you, your first thoughts are just, I have nothing to add, yeah. say that, you know, so I don't have anything to add, but higher, like, it's not gotta be, you know, really well thought through or anything. It's just about saying something. Yeah, I absolutely agree. And I would also say on a slight tangent, that's a really good principle to take through to engaging on other social media accounts. Like, If you see something that you like, but you can't quite articulate what you want to say, just say something like show that business some support. Um, even if it's just, hey, really enjoy this post, whatever it is, like saying something is much better than just moving past and not saying anything because you never know how that other person is feeling. They could be feeling lonely. They could be feeling down. So your one comment of not knowing what to say can make all the difference. Yeah, definitely. So one of the other things that I really wanted to touch on is something that I've experienced in particular is feeling lonely, but with other people around. So almost feeling like you don't have that, like in a teenage way, nobody understands me. Like when you're in that environment, like my other half or my mum and my dad, they're very supportive, but they don't or haven't ever run a business. Mm -hmm. So I often feel if there's something that I'm not feeling brave enough to say to my community, I still feel quite lonely despite having other people I can talk to. Is that something that you've ever come across and experienced? Yeah, definitely. I think, um, well, I, I mean, that kind of also touches on like mental health, like you can feel which is why, well, like you've just said, with commenting on people's posts, but it's why you, you know, always check in with your friends, always check in with anybody and everyone and make sure people actually are okay because you can um, be surrounded by people and still feel completely and utterly alone. Um, and I think that's quite common. But I think, yeah, in terms of work, definitely, I think um, because it's very hard, you can have people around you, you can call up 
um, a brother, for example, a best friend, but if they have no idea what you're talking about and you're trying to tell them what's going on in your business, it's going to be very hard for them to empathize and to make you feel a little bit better about it because they don't know what the answer is or they don't even really understand what you just said to them. Um, which is why, you know, I think a lot of why our community does as well as it does um, because a lot of people feel that, you know, it's not just people who feel, yes, we've definitely got members, um, myself included, who have, who have just felt really lonely at times and just really wanted to be around other people. But we've definitely also got lots of members who who have, you know, lots of friends, a, a big potentially support network in their life, but it just doesn't really <clears throat> transfer very well for them in terms of being supported with their business um, and being able to talk about their business and, discuss what's going on so it's like definitely yeah definitely very common yeah I think also there's a certain element of responsibility that comes with you as well because if you are finding that you're feeling lonely and you don't have those people around you like you do have to take a certain amount of responsibility for the fact that you then know that you need to find somewhere that does fulfill that need for you so finding a community that does work for you you know following the points that we've already talked about and everything else um I feel like mental health is such an important subject but I feel like sometimes there's not enough responsibility put on the individual to be able to go out and seek those answers and if it's just that you need permission to go and find something to fill that void then you know take this episode as that go and find your community that works for you or try a few try the coven see how it fits try somewhere else I think um, as a like little caveat I think if like yes if you're in a right state of mind yes you've got to kind of put your pull your boots up and say right I'm gonna go and find something to fix this but yeah if anyone did happen to be listening who is in um depths of despair then that can feel like really really difficult um to pull yourself out of there um it can feel really difficult just to get out of bed let alone have to do something that would feel as like insurmountable as joining a community and actually having to say hello to people um, and potentially actually having to say what's going on but yeah definitely um definitely if you're not kind of that far along with feeling yeah it's a it's a really cautious balance and I just yeah it's a really tricky thing to because your mental health is so unique to you um but yeah, that's a really, that's a really good and important point. Thank you. Um, cool. So when we're talking about making time um, socially, I know something that I really struggled with in the early days is making time to fulfill social needs away from my business as well. I've actually learned that the advice that I was given, which was to make sure that I cut myself away from my business, didn't work for me personally. I actually find that I socialize with other business owners in a much healthier way than socializing away from my business. But I was wondering if you had any insights into how you kind of, if you have those social needs and how you fulfill those, either with or without your business. I think for me, I um, definitely do switch off from my business. Um, I'm And I'm quite strict about it. So come kind of between, anytime between 4 and 6 p.m., depending on how much I've got on, um, I finish work. Um, I, I mean, there's going to be, you know, there's definitely odd days where I have to work really late to get something in on time, but on a normal working week, when everything's under control, I'll finish between 4pm and 6pm. And then that's it. Like I don't check my emails in the evening. 
Um, I don't have notifications on my phone for any of my apps. Um, I can't even be rung by anybody. Like my phone doesn't ring unless it's my parents. Um, it's gone silent. Hmm. So I am quite uncontactable outside of working hours. Like I don't really, yeah, I, I really switch off and on the weekends, I try not to really like go on my phone or anything like that. Um, I've actually just bought a landline, um, which only my friends and my family will have access to, which means I can actually turn my mobile off, oh, which nice. is the number that I'm like contactable in terms of work. Yeah. Um, but everybody, I can have that off. Um, my assistant will have the landline number in case there's a real emergency um, mm-hmm. at work that I actually did need to be contacted for. Um, but apart from that, yeah, nobody would be able to get hold of me because I couldn't work. Now you're sore as well. Like, everyone's making so much noise. <laughs> Damn it. Um, it's usually on my side. It's usually my cat's coming in, like, mewing away and she, next door. <laughs> um, breathes. So sometimes she just breathes really loudly. <laughs> She's, like, falling asleep. I'm trying to see if I'm moving. <laughs> no, that just made a bigger snore. <laughs> um, yeah, so I really have to switch off, like, away from my business. Yeah. Um, but I think for me, a part of that is that socialising with other businesses, to me is now work you know part a big part of what I have to do every day is talk to other businesses and find out how they are and what they're doing and how their business is going so you know many moons ago before I started the coven I definitely would have got some some of my social kind of needs met by other businesses Mm -hmm. but I think nowadays because so much because my whole world is built around helping these businesses and being in that community and making sure everybody feels seen and heard and trying to keep up with as many people as possible and get to know them all that to me is just really now closely linked with work um so I really have to switch off from it because it 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 takes my energy no absolutely I think that that's completely fair and I think that so for me it's something that's just developed over time I found that I do have very strict boundaries when it comes to being contactable and doing work outside of working hours although occasionally they do slip up because social media is built to be addictive um but again another good tip that I do that um that you've mentioned there as well is to switch off notifications I think that that is absolutely key and leave your phone in another room if you're not able to actually switch off completely but from a social aspect I find that the friends that I've made through business and through communities really have kind of we still talk about work but we talk about work almost as a social activity if that makes sense which is really fun, <laughs> just really fun because it, it just, it brings a whole new layer of excitement back into it. I think that's brilliant. So thank you so much for this whole conversation today. It's been wonderful. So From everything that we've discussed, is there one key piece of advice that you would give the listeners today to kind of help reduce that feeling of being alone? find your community whether or not that's paid that's free that's a physical community if you are someone that gets your energy from physically being around people obviously uh (laughs) yeah covid depending and obviously minus the snores would be brilliant right now misty i'm trying to give top tips at the end here i want to sound professional um yeah so really find who those people are and that might be a group of two people or that might be a group of hundreds of people it really doesn't like size doesn't really matter in this it's just about getting your needs met um so it's it's just going out and finding that and that can literally be if you need that for work reasons you might be looking for communities similar to ours either physical ones online ones more niche ones broad like ours 
Um, but you might also get those needs met in terms of loneliness from joining a physical book club um, or going to your local like community hall and seeing what kind of things, they, what classes they've got on and stuff like that, or going to your local coffee shop and just making an effort to be there um, you know, regularly so you start to get to know the people that come in and you get to know the staff and you get to have a bit of a chat. I think there's so many different ways that you can kind of combat it. But I think also not being afraid to say that you feel a bit lonely is really important. Like if you are feeling isolated and you do feel a bit lonely, um, it's kind of really important that you you be brave and you say that to people. And like, I think the fear is always that you will be judged for it, but I don't actually think that, that you will. No, I, yeah, I think that that's brilliant advice. I think embracing if you do feel lonely and sharing that with someone that you feel um, that you can trust and who you feel may understand and empathize is a brilliant first step forward and then finding your community. Um, perfect. So where can the listeners find out more about you? Um, I swear she's got louder through this episode. Um, you can find out, I'm actually shaking her, trying to see if it wakes her up so she stops making noises. Um, I do apologise, everyone that listens. She's brand new, so um, yeah, I yeah she's still settling um so you can find more about us um on our website so that's www.thecovengirlgang.com or we are the coven girl gang on instagram um they are kind of the main places that we hang out um on our website you can kind of read testimonials if you want to find out what other people have gotten out of it and there's some quite good ones people quite open about the things that have benefited them and what they like um which is good for seeing if if you think it's a good fit for us and a good fit actually for any community really read the testimonials and see look for what people say they enjoy um just to give you an idea but yeah they're the two places that we hang out and that you can find out more about brilliant that's wonderful thank you so much for joining me today Sapphire it's been really insightful and really reassuring as well that we're not alone in our businesses and there are communities out there for everyone and if not then you maybe create one yourself that fits that need exactly Um, amazing so if you'd like to hear more about Sapphire and the coven join us back here on Thursday when Sapphire will be sharing her business journey and brand story with us until then all of the links will be in the show notes and I would really love to know your thoughts about this episode listeners so come on over to our communities on Instagram and Facebook and don't forget to subscribe and leave a review to support the show I'll see you next time in the brand lounge